Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes, in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. Hello. I'm Sam. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her. And this is a show about the paranormal, about weird coincidences, synchronicities, things that go bump in the night. Things that go bong rip noise in the night. Things that go (laughs) in the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So to start things out today, uh, Jess, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know? I'm good. We uh, got the apartment that we were hoping to get, so that's great. Um, And we're finally moving, and I'm really excited. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) So yeah, we're probably going to move in like a month, so I'm like just kind of figuring out how I want to pack all our shit up. And we decided that we want to like get rid of a ton of it and like sell a ton of it so that we like can not have as much junk because we just have so much junk that we like yeah. don't fucking use. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited and I'm stoked. Yay. I'm stoked that everything worked out and it worked out very quickly. Uh, we heard back like I think we we recorded last our last episode last Tuesday and we heard back on Friday. So it was like, wow. Yeah, it was like a few days. Wow. It was very quick. Yeah, it was very quick. Yay. I'm super excited because you're going to be a little bit closer to me. Yes. Now. Yes. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your new apartment looks super nice. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to like see how you decorate it, which oh, is always like man. my favorite part about moving anyways. Oh, I, decorating is like my favorite part. And I've already figured out like, like fabric I want to make the curtains out of because there's like 18 foot high ceilings and the windows are like maybe 10 feet so I have to make my own curtains because otherwise they're super expensive and you have to get them custom made anyway so I've been like looking at fabric and I found one that has like little mushrooms and little butterflies on it and I'm just like ah I have so many dreams I love it I love it so much I'm stoked I'm stoked so yeah it's great yay Yay! how are you um I'm doing okay we have um, some severe storm warnings in our area, mm-hmm. and um, we've had a couple tornadoes. Spooky. Like, two in the last three days, and we live in Massachusetts, so it's way, way beyond um, normal. Yeah. I don't even remember when the last time there was a tornado in Massachusetts at all, let alone two in a week. We had one on Cape Cod. We had one down here, like... Yeah. That was the one that, uh, like, totaled my car, almost totaled my car. Yeah, I do remember that. So that was, like, what, a year ago Yeah, I think that was, like, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, like, really, really weird, even. We were like, why the hell are there tornadoes here right now? It's not normal. Like, it's not normal. Super uncommon. Yes. Yes. Um, So that's kind of stressing me out. And then, like, the air pressure is different. Because of, like, the storm. So, like, my head's been hurting. Oh, I'm and my sorry. my shoulder's been hurting. Uh. And so, like, that's fine or whatever. But then I've also been helping my friend Jay move. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting a lot of exercise that way. And we're just tired. Yeah. I'm just tired. But besides that, Ruby is doing amazing Yay! and fantastic. And she's getting along with Artemis so well. And Artemis just wants to, like 
lick her little nose <laughs> and like nibble on her ears and stuff and it's really really oh, cute. Oh, I love that. I love them mm. so much buddies and before we started recording they were like sitting a foot away from each other and just like whining at each other i was like y'all are dumb i can tell you want to play but they don't know the body language of each other yet well enough to know that they both want to play buddies but yeah that's awesome though she has to wear her cone until saturday mm. so a whole nother week so she'll be at a whole month with her stitches in, which is very long. Yeah, a that's a long time. Holy crap. Poor baby. But that's what you get. What are you eating? <laughs> oh, the floor. She's licking the rug. Dude, do you remember when Xerxes would just lick the couch? I do. <laughs> why are animals like this? Dude, why are animals like this? Dogs are so weird. Uh, um, but we're so, so blessed to have her. And I'm so excited. And, um... I keep meaning to post a picture on our Instagram, but I forgot. So That's okay. It'll definitely be up by the time this episode comes out. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, so cute. Yay. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, that's it. Okay. That's it for updates. Um, How you doing on water consumption today? Uh, One and a half bottles. Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. I tried putting ice in it, a little bit of ice in it, and that helps. <laughs> wow. You made ice? Nice. I did or make did ice. did you get a new ice maker? No. We had to suffer through the ice tray. God, that is so sad. So ridiculous. That is I can't so sad. believe. Oh, does your new apartment have like state of the art appliances? Mm, not really. I mean, it has like oh. it has uh like stainless steel appliances that look nice. Um, but it's That's essentially good. the same as what we have now. Like, there's no like fancy water dispenser in the fridge, or you know, it's that is so sad. It's an electric stove, which kind of sucks because that was one. That of, is also so sad. That was one of the things that was on our list when we wanted to move. That's kind of one of the things we sacrificed. Yeah, we sacrificed a yard and we sacrificed a gas stove. So I'm pretty sad. That's okay. But it's okay. Everything else balances out. Yeah, right? Oh my god, the fact that you guys get to live alone. Yeah. 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 Big one. Yeah. How's your water drinkage? Um, my water drinkage is like about the same. I like finished my half a bottle from last night and then started drinking mine this morning. So we're doing okay. Okay, good. <sighs> this like yeah. this like definitely helps me stay accountable for it too, because if I if I look at the time and I see that we have like a half an hour until recording, I'll think about how much water I drink and I'll just like go and chug some just so I can be like, I drank same. the whole thing. <laughs> same, same. I was Perfect. like, well, might as well finish my bottle and refill it before we start recording so I can say I drank water today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, oh, very Jesus. good. Very good. Yes. Good. Well, that's kind of what happens with accountability, right? Perfect. Love it. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Great. Do you have any Sick. other updates? for today i don't think so sick are you ready do you wanna tell me a story i do i really do okay so it's not a ghost i feel like i have to say that because we've done so many ghosts and i'm trying not to like i just love ghosts man i know me too and i'm as i'm like going through the list i'm like oh i want to do that one and i'm like mm, that's a ghost and i'm like oh i want to do that one. Oh, that's a ghost <laughs> so <laughs> If you like just all ghosts all the time, then just let us know. We'll do more ghosts, but we try to mix Should it up. Should we talk about ghosts more? Let us know. Yeah, please. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about spontaneous human combustion. Wow! <laughs> I love this topic. Holy shit. Sick. All right. I'm so glad. Yes. I'm so glad. Yes. Light a fire in me, daddy. <laughs> 
R.I.P. Um, so, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, spontaneous human combustion is exactly what it sounds like. It is the concept that a human body can combust without an apparent external source of fuel. This was first presented by Danish doctor and mathematician Thomas... Bartholin in 1641 in his book Historarium Anatomicarium Rerorium, a catalog of strange medical phenomena. It described the death of an Italian knight named Paulinus Vorstius. Paulinus Vorstius. Um, and according to Bartholin, the knight had enjoyed several glasses of strong wine with his parents at home before burping fire, succumbing to the flames, and dying. What? Um, and this was in 1470, apparently, that this happened. So this is, like, the first mention, like, really of anything like this happening. Side note, I, like, googled this just to see what else came up. Um, and someone claims to have found the wine that he drank, and it's, like, on, like, an artifacts forum. I don't know how oh. real that is, but didn't, I don't know. So that was weird. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> other notable records of this happening. Um, there's a decent amount of reports, but some of them are just like, you know, suddenly a part of your arm catches fire or suddenly like your foot is on fire and you don't know why. Like these are like the the more extreme accounts where like the people are no longer with us. Okay. Wow. So 1951, on the 2nd of July, Mary Reeser, a 67-year-old woman, was found in her home after her landlady came to check on her and realized that the doorknob was unusually warm. She and the police entered the home to find Mary's remains completely turned to ash. Only one leg was left remaining. Jesus Christ. Um, the chair that she had been in was also destroyed, like completely burnt to ash. And detectives somehow figured out that her body had been at around 3,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy shit. Is, I mean, is that is that the temperature that human bodies have to be at to burn to ash? Like, I have no, I honestly have no idea. And like, I'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But like 3,500 degrees is like insanity. Like that's crazy and the fucked up part is that like almost everything else in the room had been left completely unharmed like it was all it was completely fine wow it's just like what kind of chair was she shitting shitting in shitting in <laughs> she was sitting I'm sorry. <laughs> not a toilet she was sitting in i think it was like an armchair or something oh okay so possible explanations for this that they came up with was that reeser was a smoker and she also took sleeping pills so they were thinking that she like took her sleeping pills was smoking and just dropped the cigarette and the fire had damaged an electrical socket and had stopped the clock at 2.26 a.m. So pretty much their explanation for this was that, like, she fell asleep, dropped her cigarette, and then just turned to ash. Ex everything except for her leg. That is insanity. Just her leg. Literally just her leg. Um, apparently there's, there's like, pictures of a lot of these. Um, I didn't really take the time to look them up because I'm not... Nightmare fuel. Yeah, I'm not super into looking at that. And this whole idea is already pretty scary to me, so... Sick. I'm into looking at it. Okay. What's her name? Um, Mary Reeser. I don't know if there are any photos of this specific incident, but I do remember seeing a while ago when I first found out about this, a picture of just a leg. Like, I specifically remember that. Oh. Okay. It's not gross. Okay. But it shows... Um, weird. Very weird. It shows, like, a detective and what I assume is, like, a crime scene cleanup guy in, like, a white jumpsuit. Um shoveling her ashes 
That's so morbid. Holy shit. Oh, yes. In the leg. It's just like the lower leg. Yeah. This is very weird. So weird. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, yeah, that was it. So. Whew. All right. Well, maybe there's pictures of this one, too. I don't know. So this is uh, Dublin, Ireland. In March of 1970, the 28th of March, 1970, Margaret Hogan, age 89, was found completely destroyed by fire. Um, Plastic flowers had melted to a liquid and the TV that had been about 12 feet away had a melted screen. That was the only damage. Her feet and legs below the knee were undamaged. (laughs) So like everything from the knees up, just gone. Um, An inquest on April 3rd recorded death by burning with the cause of fire unknown. A neighbor had come by the day before and had left Miss Hogan sitting in an armchair by the fire. However, when the fire department came and investigated, they said that there were no connections between the fire that had been burning and the fact that she had literally burned to death. Ew. Yeah. So that was Margaret Hogan. In 1980 in South Wales, a man named Henry Thomas, age 73, was found burned to death in his living room. Only his skull and a portion of each leg below the knee were left. So weird. What is it with these legs? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, and it's specifically below the knee. And um, half of the chair that he was sitting in was destroyed. Not the entire thing. Just half. Okay. I assume the half was, that was not destroyed, was the bottom half near his leggies. I'm assuming so. So yeah. So now we're getting a little more recent. Uh, This is October of 2006 in Geneva. Um, the body of a man, there wasn't a name, was discovered at his home, almost completely incinerated between the chest and his knees. So... Again. But this one weirds me out. But not his head? Yeah. So, like, that means his shoulders were, like, I I don't understand. Um, I don't like it. (laughs) Why don't you give me a name, man? Come on. I really want to look this up, but it's just... Yeah, this one was really vague. Oh, by the way, my source for this was Wikipedia, so, you know. Um, yeah. The chair that he had been sitting in was mostly gone, but other objects were undamaged. The death was attributed to a heart attack while smoking a cigar. So another thing where, like, they're assuming that the person just dropped whatever they were smoking. Mm-hmm. So. And he had a heart attack and dropped his cigar and then burned. I guess so. His entire body. His entire body between the chest and the knees. Okay, specifically. okay, okay, okay. How hot does a body have to burn to turn to ash (laughs) don't go through my history (laughs) okay this is saying uh, a thousand degrees celsius so i don't know what that is oh 1900 degrees fahrenheit oh yeah that's hot that's insane yeah Yeah. okay well thank you you're welcome all right so december 2010 in ireland so 10 years ago michael flaherty age 76 was found burned to death in his living room Uh, He was found lying on the floor with his head closest to the fireplace. The fire had been confined to the room and the only damage was on the floor and the ceilings. So like the floor underneath him and the ceiling above him, essentially. Okay. The fire department told an inquest that they were convinced the fire had not originated from the fireplace. Weird. So yeah. The coroner, uh, Dr. Karen McLaughlin, stated that, quote, This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion, for which there is no adequate explanation. Um, I also, like, read something where somebody had came out and said that she had completely ignored the possibility that, like, a spark could have flown out of the fire and landed on him. Mm -hmm. But then I don't know if that would cause an entire body to, like combust insane so yeah it's just yeah very strange so those are like the top noted um 
occurrences of this happening. So now we can talk about the many, many explanations for all of this. So first of all, I wanted to talk about what the commonalities were between all of these instances. So I don't necessarily agree with this and you're going to see why, but I figured it was important for me to mention that there was an 1823 book called um, Medical Jurisprudence, um, and it listed the commonalities of spontaneous human combustion. Okay. So the first one was victims are chronic alcoholics. The second one is usually they are elderly females. The third one is the body had not burned spontaneously because some lit substance had come in contact with it. The fourth one is that hands and or feet normally remain. And the last one is that the fire has caused very little damage to combustible things in contact or around the body. So essentially, this is 1823. um, Just Victorian era physicians were looking for a way to blame this on alcoholism. Oh, interesting. Uh, I've never heard of the concentration of alcohol being so high in your body. You just poof. Yeah, I find that very hard to believe. Um, Especially since, like, that's not necessarily, like, a highly combustible fuel. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I mean, you can, but it's not like you would, like, dump a bottle of vodka in your fire as fuel. Like, that's just not. Right, right. um, (laughs) So anyway. Definitely not on yourself either. Yeah, don't do that. Like. Just don't do that anyway. That's a waste. I don't care if you're buying like $11 vodka. It's still a waste. Anyway, so one commonality with all this is that it does include a lot of people with low mobility um, due to age or obesity. So falling asleep by a fire and then not being able to move when something happens. Okay. And also the improper disposal of cigarettes leads to one in every four deaths caused by fire in the United States. So if these people are struggling through health conditions and they have a heart attack and they drop a cigarette, like that's a possibility. Brian J. Ford suggests that ketosis was to blame. Really? Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay. Caused by alcoholism or a low-carb diet. Um, Wait, 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 wait. Isn't alcohol a carb? Yes. That's why this didn't... Like, this didn't make sense to me. Okay. Okay, continue. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I guess he's saying that this... That ketosis produces acetone, which is highly flammable. And British chemist Dr. John Emsley also suggests that it may be an overproduction of a pyrophoric liquid called dysphosphane in the gut. The self-combustion of diphosphane could ignite hydrogen and methane in the gut, causing your body to just combust, um, I guess. Okay, interesting. So yeah, so there's a a few possibilities, I guess that kind of makes sense. Sorry, I lost my place. I, I hand wrote my notes, hand wrote my notes this time. And since I couldn't backspace or anything, it's all fucked up. Um, Story of my life. No worries. Oh, okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about the wick effect. Okay. Shall we? Let's go back a few pages here. So, uh, a lot of forensic officers um, in a lot of these instances said that this was caused by the wick effect, which is the partial destruction of a human body by fire. The clothing essentially soaks up any melted body fat and acts as a wick. (laughs) So essentially you have a continuous supply of fuel, which is body fat. Sorry, that's a little morbid. Okay. Um, Okay. And your clothing is the wick and it's you, your body acts as a candle. In 1963, an experiment had been conducted using human fat uh, that had been wrapped in cloth. A flame had to be held to the cloth for over a minute before it caught fire. Um, and it took about an hour for 
it to burn. So it was pretty slow. Mm -hmm. And I'm imagining, you know, they didn't use the size of a human body um, for this experiment. But there was another experiment that was done in 1998. Um, It was actually done for BBC television, where a dead pig's body was wrapped in a blanket and placed in a furnished room. The body was then burned at a very high temperature, but most of the heat collected near the ceiling. The body burned for a few hours before it was extinguished. It was destroyed, but only damaged the television. Weird. So that's, like, pretty close. You know, um, Mm -hmm. that sounds, like, pretty probable, but... One of the issues that I had with it is that they had used petrol to light the fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an accelerant, man. You can't add that. If you are not finding that there's an accelerant present when this stuff happens, then why are you using an accelerant? So I kind of had a problem with that. And also they extinguished it. Yeah. Which in these cases, they don't show up to a burning fire. They show up to to the the remains or what's left of them. Weird. So that doesn't fully check out with me, even though it is like, it does make sense. I just think that maybe... The conditions aren't right. Yeah. You can't compare like two things like that if you don't try your best to mimic the conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really feel like in yeah. in that particular experiment that they yeah that they mimicked it correctly because where's the fuel so here's some more kind of out there explanations larry e arnold proposed in his 1995 book ablaze that spontaneous human combustion was due to a pseudo scientific new subatomic particle called pyrotron sounds like a pokemon by the way it does and he suggested that stress triggers combustion okay but how? Yeah, there was very little ev- evidence to support that claim. Oh, okay. You're just stressed, so you make this pyrotron, and then you just catch yourself on fire because you're stressed yeah, out? Yeah, I don't like that idea, first of all. Yeah, I'm stressed <laughs> out all the time. Am I just gonna, like, spontaneously combust? Like, I, yeah, so that one was weird. This one was honestly my favorite. In 1976, Michael Harrison published a book called Fire from Heaven, which suggested that spontaneous human combustion is connected to poltergeist activity. He said that spontaneous human combustion, fatal or non-fatal, belongs to the extensive range of poltergeist activity. (laughs) I like, what? Yeah. I've never, okay, I've heard a lot about poltergeists, you know, fucking around, but I've never heard of them setting fires. Yeah, yeah. Have I just missed that? Or I feel like mostly they throw things and push you off tables and pull your hair. Yeah. Also, I've never heard of a poltergeist being able to, like, directly harm someone. Exactly, exactly. I was trying to find the way to say that. But yes, I I have not heard of, of a poltergeist committing a legitimate murder. Or at the very least, arson. Yeah. But anyway, he says that the force that activates the, quote, poltergeist originates and is supplied by a human being. Yeah. So essentially he's saying that, I think he's saying that the poltergeist like uses your body for energy and then like just burns you from the inside. Well, I guess in like poltergeist lore, anyways, they are present with people who have a lot of negative emotions Mm -hmm. and that's what they use to feed off of it. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And like you manifest your own poltergeist basically so does that mean that they're doing it to themselves do you like produce enough negative energy by yourself that the poltergeist can then use that to set you on fire i guess so 
I don't know. Okay. That one was just my favorite because... I have a lot of questions. It, yeah, but, it really uh, made me think a lot. That's pretty fucking funny, <laughs> to be honest. Jesus. Uh, let's see. Uh, another explanation that somebody put out there was ball lightning. Ball lightning inside your house? I guess so. Uh, I don't really know how ball lightning works. I probably should have looked into that a little more, but, um... Ball lightning. Find lightning ball on eBay. Thanks. Thanks, eBay. Ball lightning is an unexplained atmospheric electrical phenomenon described as luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea size to several meters in diameter. Though usually associated with thunderstorms, the phenomenon is said to last considerably longer than the split-second flash of a lightning bolt. So, yeah. And then a couple sentences later, it says, but most scientists treat it uh, treat it skeptically. Ah, ah. So, so ball lightning inside your house slash inside your body, right? Yeah. So they don't even know if ball lightning exists really, and then now you're trying to be like, it's inside your house. Oh man. Oh, okay. So there's one more. This one I didn't, I didn't fully understand, but. It sounded like it was well thought out, so I feel like I should read it anyway. Okay. Mass cell researcher Lawrence Afrin, MD, um, proposed that a rare condition called mast cell activation syndrome, or MCAS, which is the test that I had to take in school. It was called the MCAS. So I keep reading this and thinking and it's talking about the freaking placement test I had to take. Yeah, like national testing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But anyway. We, we called them something different in New Hampshire, obviously, but... It's like the Massachusetts something, but anyway. So, mast cell activation syndrome, not the test I took in high school, uh, may be the cause of the phenomena. In MCAS, mast cells spontaneously release over 200 inflammatory molecules known as mediators, including the substance noradrenaline or norepinephrine. Okay. Okay. Afrin describes a case report of a man with of a man with MCAS who grew ill and appeared to quote smoke in the presence of several witnesses. Afrin writes that the release of large amounts of norepinephrine or perhaps other mast cell derived substances could turn on a regulatory protein called UCP1 in greater than normal amounts. UCP1 causes adipose oxidization to be released as heat. Adipose tissue is known is a known repository of mast cells. Under the right circumstances, a sudden flood of norepinephrine released from adipose mast cells could activate the UCP1 switch and cause heat generation in excess of 90 degrees Celsius. Once the adipose tissues were ignited, it would in theory burn itself out, inclusive of bone marrow. Um, But that one sounded smart. (laughs) And... Yeah, um, that makes sense. Does... um, Would 90 degrees Celsius be enough to start a fire because like if you like the way i'm thinking about it adipose is fat tissue Mm -hmm. so we said we already said it was typical in people who may have been overweight or had some extra fat on them um so if it's enough to i guess like ignite then it could kind of start melting the fat and then we go back to the wick effect yeah where it can just start burning but that could be how it starts i guess so yeah no you're right it says in excess of 90. So maybe okay. maybe it's just talking about anything above 90. But like, yeah, no, I guess you're right. Like that could definitely be like what starts it. But I still I still kind of have an issue with like how long it takes and the fact that they had to extinguish a fire. Oh, okay, yeah. Rather than like waiting for it to burn out. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I feel like this is just one of those things that, like, we might really not ever know. Ever know. And if we do, it might just be something that's, like, beyond our research right now. (laughs) So I want to read a couple of quotes. Sick. One of them is from Benjamin Radford of Scientific Inquirer. Oh, I'm sorry. (sighs) Benjamin Radford of Skeptical Inquirer. Ha. I'm sorry. A little different. Little, little different. But he said, quote, If SHC is a real phenomena and not the result of an elderly or infirm person being too close to a flame source, why doesn't it happen more often? There are 5 billion people in the world today in 1987, and yet we don't see reports of people bursting into flame while walking down the street, attending football games, or sipping a coffee at a local Starbucks. So he wrote that in 1987, and it happened, you know, a couple other times after that. But he's essentially saying, like, why isn't it happening all around us all the time? It seems like it has very specific conditions that need to be met. So there's that. Yep. Um, so on the opposite side, paranormal researcher Brian Dunning states that SHC stories, quote, are simply the rare cases where a natural death in isolation has been followed by a slow combustion from some nearby source of ignition. He further suggested that reports of people suddenly aflame should be called, quote, unsolved deaths by fire stating that an unknown cause did not necessarily imply that the fire lacked an external ignition source. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. Wow, sick. There's a lot of like cultural references. It's It was in a video game called Parasite Eve. Interesting. That's the name of the new Bring Me the Horizon song yes. that I'm obsessed with. Yes, it is. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, that was like, or the first thing I thought. Weird. It was on the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a spontaneous human combustion. Weird. And according to that one guy, if you stress out too much, it might combust. So you should be just as scared as I was as a child when I first heard about this. Thank Sick. you. Well, that's unfortunate. I do have one question. Um, did they find any instances of spontaneous human combustion where the person didn't die? Like they were able to put him out or whatever? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Um, oh, Jesus. Please don't lose power at my house. Thanks. Yeah, there were a few. Hold on, let me. I just didn't write any of them down, but yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I'm just curious. Doop, 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 doop. Where's the one? I'm looking for a very specific one that I read. Shit. Oh, I remember this one. A gentleman in Crown Point, New York, actu- actually seemed to spontaneously combust when he was watching an episode of the Twilight Zone television show. Wow. There was no report on which episode of the Twilight Zone it was. Wow. <laughs> I do you remember reading one where... um. Oh, of course there's pictures on this website. <laughs> I do remember reading one where they, uh, they like, found a homeless man that was on fire. Like, he was physically on fire, but he had been drinking denatured alcohol. Oh, okay. So that's something to... They contributed it to that. Consider, instead. I guess, yeah. Interesting, um, interesting. Oh, this one says, this one says he died. The other page said he lived. Oh, no, bro. Conflicting information. Okay, so I guess he died four days after this happened. This one that I'm looking at. Okay. So this guy, okay. So this guy technically survived. This is in 1776, Don G. Maria Bertholli, a priest in Filetto, Italy. He, I guess, had gone to his room to pray. Um, he had a handkerchief between his shoulders and his shirt and, um, everybody else was like going to sleep. And then a few minutes later, they started hearing him like screaming in his room. Um, and so they all went to investigate and they found him on the floor, like surrounded by flame, which the flame actually like went away after a while, I guess. 
So he was moved to a bed and they got a doctor to come and look at him. And he, his like skin was like, ugh, skin was like falling off and he was not doing great. They had to amputate one of his limbs to prevent gangrene. Uh, I mean, like we're in the 1770s. So, so after about four, four days, um, he died. But I guess the doctor that tended to him tried to get as much information out of him, you know, in within those four days. And Bertholli said that, quote, initially he had felt as if somebody had struck him on the right arm with a large club and that at the same moment he had seen a spark of fire attach itself to his shirt and reduce it to ashes, leaving the wristbands undamaged. Um, when his family found him on the floor, the handkerchief he had placed between his shoulders and shirt was intact and undamaged, as was his underwear. Weird! His nightcap had been destroyed, but none of his hair was damaged. The doctor stated that the damage he saw was consistent with, quote, severe burning. So that guy, like, technically survived, but only but for four days. Really. Yeah. Um, so at least we, you know, at least he was able to explain, like, what he experienced, I guess? Interesting. Yes. So that's one of them. I think there were there were a couple that I saw where like parts of people's like arms caught on fire out of nowhere and they were able to extinguish it. But like like I said, that could just be you spilled oil on yourself or something and then had a flame source. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really want to use those ones as examples because it wasn't extreme enough, I guess. Honestly, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Very interesting. So yeah, so yeah, it's not quite figured out yet. I mean, I think a lot of the explanations are plausible, but there's a few things that don't quite match up to me. Yeah. Stella mystery. That is just one of those mysteries. Yeah. I definitely heard about spontaneous combustion when I was in like, I don't know, like sixth grade or something. And yeah. my science teacher was like, yo, have you ever heard of this shit? And I was like. <laughs> and you're like, no. I'm going to die. <laughs> like- That's how I die. You're just like, well, this is how I go, I guess. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What a way to go. Go out in flame like uh, friggin' the devil at Loftus Hall just blast up through the ceiling. You gotta add the theatrics. It's not Satanism if you don't do it for the aesthetic. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Well, thank you for telling us about that. You're so welcome. I left out some of the gory details. I appreciate it. I mean, I ended up looking at pictures anyways, but they kind of just look, they look fake because it's just like so surreal. Yeah. Like the one picture that I looked at, the two, or the two were like from like the 50s and the 70s. So. They do look like really fake. They very do. Very weird. Yeah, it's, it's very, very strange. Very weird. Yep. Especially Oof. when there's like just like the legs remaining in the pictures. Yeah. You're like, ha. I'm like, mm-hmm. They still have their shoes on. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) You want to tell me some weed stuff? I would. I would like to go to the bathroom first. So I'm going to do that. And then I'll come back. And I'll tell you. We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. 
Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to take a hit. What about a hit for your love? <laughs> Great song. Yes, I agree. Okay, let me pull up my source again. Bye, ball lightning. <laughs> Seems fake. Okay, so this week's medication is brought to you by the fact that I have a dog now and people are really fucking stupid. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about dogs and weed and also like cats and the, the rest of your pets too. But this article is specifically about dogs. Um, so this is from the Canine Journal. Uh, I assume a trusted source about canines. <laughs> well, okay. the canines wrote it. That's what I'm saying, right? I trust them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, do not get your dog high. <sighs> I repeat, do not get your dog high. I... Uh... I knew people in high school who would um, hotbox the basement with their dog, and Nick told me he had a friend where they would blow the smoke into their dog's ears. No! No! Oh, Do not get your dog high. They cannot consent to getting high. They don't know what's happening to them, and it is bad for them. Mm -hmm. So... Do not get your dog high. Okay. Now we're going to go into the reasons why. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So dogs can get high by eating marijuana directly, the leaves or the buds. They can eat edibles like food baked with marijuana and they can also get secondhand smoke high. So first thing is if you suspect that your dog has ingested any sort of weed or is exhibiting signs of getting high, um, you need to bring your dog to the emergency veterinary clinic, like ASAP. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have a small dog, but up to whatever size dog. Like, they don't, they don't react the same that we do. So the first thing that happens when dogs get high is they get paranoid. Mm. So... Immediately, they are in a state, in a, in a negative state. They, you know, are pacing, they're panting, they're, like, walking around, but they, like, don't really know what's going on. They can become lethargic. They can ha start having breathing problems. It lowers the blood pressure. It makes their heart rhythm abnormal. They have a loss of balance, and then they have urinary incontinence. Mm. So they will just lose control of their bladder and just start peeing. So obviously that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of research, there isn't a lot of legitimate research, like, studies done to see how marijuana is bad for your dog. But, um, you know, just through the effects of... You know, like, watching people come in with dogs and cats who have ingested uh, this poison. Mm -hmm. And the risk of cannabis poisoning is severe. So it doesn't matter how much 
we they ingest at all like it's gonna be really bad Mm -hmm. they can have long-term effects such as coma uh respiratory depression so that means their lungs just like will stop working the way they're supposed to can lower their heart rate they can have seizures um severe depression all of these are side effects of cannabis with dogs jesus so there are shops out there and people who believe that medical marijuana can be used effectively for dogs it's really not safe it's well known and like agreed upon in the medical community that thc is really bad for your dog Mm -hmm. so don't give your dog edibles but it says cbd oil can actually be very beneficial for dogs uh just as it can with um humans in terms of uh pain and joint relief which is a very common thing in dogs uh hip dysplasia things like that yeah my parents give their dogs cbd yeah so like cbd is okay but don't let them get high off of thc at all yeah so if you suspect your dog has ingested thc the first thing you're gonna notice is lethargy they're gonna get quote-unquote stoned and they're gonna get tired and they're not gonna want to move around and then you're gonna notice that they start panting or that they have breathing problems and then their blood pressure lowers so that leads to a loss of balance and abnormal heart rate obviously because you're not you know getting as much blood as your brain needs and then it you know it's very severe once they lose control of their bladder and if they are at that point it's really hard to see if um your dog is gonna survive something like that yeah because it can be so bad so basically um (sighs) don't smoke around your dogs or cats or Mm -hmm. birds or guinea pigs or hamsters or whatever type of pet you have Definitely don't blow their smoke, your smoke directly in their face. Oh, don't yeah. smoke in a unventilated area. Make sure that there's plenty of fresh air if your dog is in the room while you're smoking. Definitely don't let them get into edibles. <sighs> yeah. It's like, it's really scary too because, um, you know this story, but one time my cat ate part of a brownie, mm-hmm. an edible brownie. And I, like, I really thought she was just going to die because she was, and she only ate a couple bites, but she was, like, walking around like she was drunk, you know? She couldn't walk in a straight line, and she was, like, meowing, but, like, not normal meows. They were just kind of like, wah, wah, wah. And you're just like, what is wrong with you? And, like, crashing into stuff, and, like, you can't even, like, the cat couldn't even hold herself up. It's really scary. It's really scary. Yeah, it so, sounds terrifying. Yeah, um, absolutely. If that happens, contact your emergency vet or um, your town's poison control. They can um, help you uh, find the resources you need to help to possibly save your pet's life. Mm-hmm. So weed and animals don't mix. Yeah. And if you think that they do or you think that they know better or you know better, um, just realize that you are taking your pet's life into your own hands and you could lose that gamble. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, not a joke. It, like, really it's not isn't. A joke. It really it's isn't a, a joke. joke. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. You're welcome. I hope this has been medicating. Yes. But I think that's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little depressing. Uh, but uh, No, it's okay. It was important. I think it's very important. Yeah, to say, absolutely. Especially because I've been like, especially with people like, being stuck at home with their animals and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna hop off my dog. Don't do it! Yeah. Don't yeah. do it! Oh my god. <laughs> and don't, like, leave all your stuff out and, like, expect them not to, like, get into, get into it. it. Yeah. yeah, you need to, like, lock your shit away. It's just, like, having kids, like, you want, you wouldn't, like, want your, like, friggin' five-year-old to eat that, that shit. Why would you be okay with your animal eating it? Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that was a great episode. <laughs> yeah! I liked that. I liked that. That was fun. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Our little weird came out last week, right? And then we're on to this. And next week, I promise I won't have a story about ghosts either. Okay. Unless our listeners want it. And if you do, please let us know. Yeah. I kind of want to do ghosts all the time, all the time. We can we can put up a poll on Patreon. Let's do <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah good we idea. can just put up a poll on Patreon. I'll do that. So if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, please go find us on patreon.com slash your brain on weird. And for as low as $5 a month, you can access exclusive content, obviously polls that we put out. You also can listen to our episodes a full 24 hours early before they are released to the general public. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's our Patreon. You can also find us on Facebook at Your Brain on Weird. You can find us on Instagram at YBOW Podcast. I am posting a picture of my dog on there soon. Yeah. So you can see our new mascot, Ruben. Yeah. Like the sandwich. Yeah. We are on Twitter at weird underscore pod. We are very active on Twitter. If you have any stories about weird dreams, weird happenings, weird coincidences, please send them to us. You can DM us on Twitter or you can email us at yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. I think that's it. Yeah, man. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Smooth. Yeah. So we would love to hear more of your stories. We'll have another little weird coming out later this month. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. And uh, let us know what you think about the show. Oh, yeah. You can also rate us on oh, Apple Podcasts. That too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening again. And uh yes. This has been Your Brain on Weird. Bye. Bye.